You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back. Welcome, actually, to the first uh, episode of our Willow coverage, but welcome back to Force Perspectives. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you subscribe to this feed, you might be a little confused. Um, First of all, you're saying, I thought this was faster, more intense. And then it turned into Force Perspectives. And then Force Perspectives was like an interview show, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I It's just kind of like Mike talking to his friends about Star Wars. And uh, that was the, the mixed results, let's say. Mixed results. I, I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't feeling it. Uh, I had a concept. I had this idea uh, of what I wanted to do. And then I kind of, I tried a few things. One of the angles that I tried was I thought that I would talk to some of my non-Star Wars crew friends. Uh, so that meaning people that I am friends with uh, that are not in the Star Wars um, uh, community in the circle. But the, I know they like Star Wars, but they're not like, they're not in it. They don't live it and breathe it, right? So that maybe we have some different types of conversations. We definitely did that. We ended up talking about Nelvana, a Canadian animation company with Curtis. And then we ended up talking <laughs> about Black Adam with Andy. I uh, Good conversations, not conversations about Star Wars, not necessarily what people are subscribing to this feed for. And then I sort of had a little bit of a realization. Back at the end of Book of Boba Fett, I made a sweeping declaration. Uh, that I would that I would be retiring from Star Wars podcasting henceforth. Um, now I did that at the time because Amanda, my co-host on the Thundercrack podcast, and I had decided that we were going to stop the Thundercrack podcast and do a new show dedicated to our pursuit of rebooting the late '90s, early 2000s cult classic teen sitcom student bodies i we got one episode into recording that podcast never actually released the first episode but we got we got we were sitting down to record the second episode and amanda went i can't do this uh i don't want to i don't i don't want a podcast anymore (laughs) i at which point i mean like she was she was definitely more delicate about it than that but that's what it came down to and I was like, hey, I'm not going to podcast with you if you don't want to podcast anymore. So uh, you are released. <laughs> but here I am. I still want to podcast. As a matter of fact, I need to do this. It's like a thing inside me that if it doesn't come out, I just end up uh, yelling my Star Wars opinions at people on the street. And uh, I it, it embarrasses my wife. So I need to, I need to have podcasts in order to do this. Uh, get this out uh, in a a healthy way. 
So I'm back on Rebel Cells. That's that's part one. We got an episode out talking about Tales of the Jedi, speaking about the Dooku episodes. Next week we'll have an episode coming out about the Ahsoka episodes of Tales of the Jedi. And then in January, when Bad Batch returns, we will have episodes each week for that, for, for each episode of Bad Batch this season, for season two. Um, when Mando comes back in March, which is big news uh, that just dropped, uh, it's back March 1st. Uh, I'll I'll be back likely with Joe to do Mando recaps uh, in the same way that we did the Book of Boba Fett ones, which was, hey, we're just going to talk about the episode and what we liked. Um, along with that, here we are today now, better late than never. <laughs> I have lots of reasons for that. I was sick life stuff i had to remodel a laundry room you guys don't need to know the whole deal if you want to go subscribe uh or subscribe uh, go pledge on patreon and you can listen to the latest patreon exclusive episode of off the record and i get into the whole thing i lay out everything that i've been up to over the last couple of weeks but in any case um i haven't had the opportunity yet until right now and i'm just stealing it i'm grabbing it i'm seizing it by the throat um, and I am going to talk about the first two episodes of Willow. Now, here's the deal. Full disclosure. Disney gave me early access to these. I saw them quite a while ago, actually. It's been a few weeks now. Um, right up front, I'm in love with this series. It is everything I wanted it to be. I am a fan of Willow from as far back as I can remember. As a matter of fact, I was a fan of Willow before I was ever a fan of Star Wars. I didn't even know the connection with George Lucas or any of that stuff because I was just a dumb seven-year-old kid. Um, I was terrified of the movie, but I loved it, and I didn't understand why uh, as a kid. But, you know, like, uh, man, the the everybody getting turned into pigs, come on. It just, like, it... It shook me to my core and it stayed with me. It's like I, I put like Willow and the never ending story with like the nothing and the wolf and 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 uh, and, and Artax dying in the mud. All that that the same as like everybody turning into pigs and the the troll that comes out from underneath the bridge thing and then the dragon, the two headed dragon thing, uh, like all in the third act of Willow, like that stuff is seared into who I am as a person. Uh, and uh, so when they announced that they were doing a Willow series on Disney plus, I was over the moon, like just totally like, I don't believe it. Like we're, we're, we're finally getting more stories in this world. Um, and, uh, and then we saw the trailers and stuff and I was like, yes, come on. So when Disney, reached out when that when Disney PR was like hey do you do you want to you know be a, to come to the the press junket and not come to it's a virtual press junket so it's like a zoom meeting but do you want to participate in that do you want early access to the episodes and I was like yeah sign me up so I so I've seen a handful of these episodes I I and I and I love this show it's it's fantastic i'm just going to use the word fantastic it's a fantasy and it's fantastical uh i yeah i i couldn't be happier with it um is it perfect no you know like is it look is it rings of power which is something that i also watched not that long ago basically in october uh no it's not rings of power 
is it a perfect follow-up to the the original film i think so i i i think it's i think actually it's taking a lot of what made the movie great and it's sort of uh, it's on Disney Plus, so it's plussing it. Uh, it's sort of yes, ending a lot of that stuff. I think John Kasdan uh, has a real he has a real good sense for what made the original magical, right? Um, what George was was trying to get at. Now, I mean, like this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's been listening to me talk about Star Wars for a, for a long time. Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie, right? And Jonathan Kasdan wrote that with his dad, uh, Lawrence Kasdan. And uh, that's where he met Warwick Davis and they got to talking and he said to him, I'm going to make, I'm going to do everything I can to bring Willow back. And Warwick was like, sure, okay, good, good, good for you. Uh, and then here we are years later and uh, and it's and it's on Disney+. Plus. Um I, I, I mean, I think that he's got a deep connection to this story. I think that he has a very good grasp of the types of things that go in to the storytelling that George Lucas crafted. I listen, these, these episodes with me, they're not going to be deep dives into the lore and the mythology or, or the, the, uh, deeper meaning, blah, blah, blah. These are going to be quick. I'm going to keep them to about 30 minutes. And, uh, and it's really just my feelings. It's really just a place for me to talk with you guys and start the conversation of what I thought about the episodes. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then we'll kind of go back and forth from there. Right. But, uh, I like, I do, I think that John Kasdan, if you, like, if you really want to get into that, the myth stuff, go, uh, I, highly recommend i can't recommend highly enough is what i should say going over and listening to what the force uh listening to marie claire and and missy over there because they uh they did a breakdown of the first two episodes and it's an education you guys like i mean like look i was i've been lucky enough over the last year to uh to go from being a fan of that podcast to being a friend of marie claire's and i i I could not admire that woman more. Uh, she's one of my favorite people to talk to about this sort of stuff. I love listening to her talk about these things. And Missy is like right there with her. And the two of them are in like lockstep on this talking about the fairy tale uh, uh, implications of certain things and what this means in the larger myth and uh, what type of storytelling, you know, I, I, the Campbellian aspects of it, the, uh, the, the sort of the, the folklore aspects of it, just all of that stuff, just really, really diving deep into it. Um, and, and getting into the nitty gritty. Um, and, uh, there, the two of them are just so insightful, so intelligent. I go listen, go listen to them. Um, and, and I'll be here to just tell you first and foremost to go listen to them. And then second to, to just gush, about how much I love it. Um, there's a there's a few things. Like I said, it's been a little while since I watched the first two episodes, and I've seen more than just the first two, so things might bleed together a little bit, and I got to be careful because I don't want to 
Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and I didn't have the opportunity because of the crazy week that I've been having to, to go back in and, and watch these episodes again. I, I am going to though. I, but before I watch the third episode, actually that might not be true. What day is it today? Is it already Tuesday? Uh, <laughs> see that, that's how like out of it I am. Um, uh, hopefully like over this next week before i record the next episode i'll have gone back and watched the first three episodes again because i want to watch them with crystal so i i but but the this these two episodes these first two episodes i'll try and sort of summarize them i've got the wikipedia summaries here and i think that that'll help me sort of stay on track essentially the first episode so so just I've said everything that I need to say in order to, if you're not sold on Willow, look, if you're a star Wars fan, especially if you like the fantasy aspects, the, the, the philosophical, um, and adventure components of star Wars, um, go watch Willow. It's, it's there. I mean, like there are even direct references to star Wars, uh, in it. It's very clear that John, Jonathan Kasdan considers, star wars and willow to be of the same i mean they are they they come from the same mind right they both come from george so uh ultimately they're 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 children of the same father uh and uh, and so there's a lot of things that they share so if you are a fan get, at least give it a try at least give it a try and i would say here's the thing the third episode will be out tonight at midnight by the time that you're listening to this if, you, if you're listening to this as soon as i drop it uh uh, if you're listening to this the next day on Wednesday, it's already out. So the third episode is out. Watch all three. Just just like like get through the, these three, and I think that by the end of the third one, that you'll be down. You'll you'll be hooked. Um, yeah, it's just a fun adventure, and 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 I think everybody should go watch it. Um, all of that said, I'm gonna start getting into spoilers now. I'm gonna start talking about actual plot, um, and I. I so you've been warned. If, if you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening now. Come back after you've watched the first, second episode, and then and then keep listening. I, yeah, the first episode. I mean, like, just getting reintroduced to this world, uh, getting introduced to these new characters. Um, the the son and daughter uh, who end up being twins. Huh, funny, where have we seen that before? I uh, of of uh, of Sorsha and Mad Mardigan, uh, uh, Kit and Eric, um, such, such great characters right from the get go. I uh, uh, having um, I I who is who's played by uh, Aaron Kellyman, uh, who okay, we know from Solo and Fist Nest. When's that series coming? Um, another great character uh, that we're introduced to. We don't get a lot of Graydon in this first one. We're going to get more of Graydon as we go. He's actually turning out to be maybe my favorite character in the series so far. Won't get into that just yet. Uh, but um, just this introduction to Kit. For We start really with Kit and Jade, right? And they're, they're, they're practicing their swordsmanship and... Uh, uh, you know, swordsmanship, I sword play, I guess, would be the would the better way to say that, so that we're not being uh, exclusive and instead being inclusive. Um, more on that later. I, I, yeah, and so we just we just start right in with this great establishing of like, oh, they're they're both great, great with a sword, and and obviously, you know, the the daughter of Mad Mardigan better be good with a sword. Um, 
and then uh, and then we we uh, we get introduced to to Eric, I uh, and uh, find out that he's <laughs> he's got a little bit of he's got a little bit of that 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 Mad Mardigan charm, um, and he's kind of. He's kind of he's 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 very swarthy. That's the word I'm going to use for him. Swarthy, um, and uh, and and along with him, we're introduced to Dove, uh, his his current girlfriend. We find out that he's a little bit of a womanizer, uh, but not like in the not in the Neil Patrick Harris I I I How I Met Your Mother Barney Stinson kind of way, but more just in the um, great appreciation for for uh the fairer sex as, as as some might put it um is that okay to say i don't know if that's okay to say anymore uh you guys know what i mean though right just sort of the vibe right uh but he's got his his open flowery shirt uh and uh his beautiful long hair and he's just such a such a dreamboat really uh and he's and like i said swarthy that's the that's the word i'm going to use and we uh, we're kind of introduced to these characters in the midst of like there's something going on right something going on in the castle so you get back to the castle prepare for whatever is happening um and uh, it turns out that there's like i some it starts off vague and then we sort of start to get the pieces put together as we go right essentially what it is is that uh kit is about to be married off to Graydon Haster uh, in order to join two kingdoms together and and bring union to the to the land sort of thing. So some Game of Thronesy type of stuff. And Kit is not down for this. She's her own independent human being and wants to make her own decisions. But her mother, uh, Sorsha, who is the queen, I uh, I has kind of I. Uh, arranged this i'm kind of she has arranged this marriage with uh um well what's the other kingdom i can't remember what it's called anyways i so there's some conflict here right off the bat right we are not getting along um I, Eric is trying to kind of smooth things over and keep everybody happy, but it's not really working. Mad Mardigan is nowhere to be found. We, we're going to kind of learn more about that as we go. But we know that he's, he was kind of sent off on a on a quest and never returned. Um, and I, I, so at a certain point, Kit decides that she's just going to take off. Um, she goes to Jade and is like, come with me. But Jade is like, hey, I got, I got my thing going on. I'm the first, uh, I, I, knight, uh, first, first, uh, woman to be, I, uh, I, uh, given, um, like permission to go become. Oh man, what is it? Is it Knights of Galador? Is that what it is? Is that is that is that what we're talking about? I. Anyways, like I said, I I watched this like weeks ago. Knights of Galador, is that a different thing? That's a different thing. That's a Marvel thing. <laughs> That's a Marvel Comics thing. I, I, it's like it's, it's Rom the Space Knight. <laughs> Knights of something. It's something with a G. Uh, I can't remember what it is right now. You guys, get off my case. All right. Um. But she's gonna go do that. Basically, become a, a Jedi. Right, she's been she's been given given permission to go do this, become become one of these knights, and uh, so she's not going to go with her. 
But um, man, I can't remember. Is this is this is that where they kiss? They kiss at some point. The two of them, Jade and Kit, kisses Jade. And it's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit unclear. Is this an established relationship? Because Jade kind of, I think, reacts a little bit surprised. Um, maybe just surprised to see Kit because it's the middle of the night. Or maybe surprised because Kit is kind of confessing feelings. I don't know. It was unclear because it also kind of felt like uh, you can't ask me to do this. I like Even though we have this relationship sort of thing. But, uh, but now we fully understand why the, the, um, arranged marriage thing is not going to work. I, I, because, because Kit, uh, is already in love with Jade. So, um, which I mean, like I saw that, that moment happens, whether it happens here or later, I can't remember. But when that moment happens, I was like, awesome. This is, I, I this is going to take things in a, in a, in a, in a different direction from, I think what a lot of people expected. I, there's this funny thing for some reason in sci-fi and fantasy, people have a real hard time with like inclusivity like this, which is such an interesting thing to me because we're in worlds where like we can believe that there are dragons and magic and, you know, monsters and, you know, sorcerers and whatnot and all of this stuff, but that, you know, uh, love is love and a, a woman can love a woman and a man can love a man and anybody can love anybody that they want. Um, and that maybe this world is just different, um, and doesn't have the hangups that our world has. People have a hard time with that. It's all, it's almost like it's too much to handle for some people that it's like, but everything else is so crazy. I need this one thing to be stable, um, which I can kind of understand. I don't feel that way. I feel like it, as I've talked about on many podcasts, genre storytelling is such a great avenue to open people's minds to broader ways of thinking and seeing the world. So to me, it's like that it's, it's just a, it's just a logical place for that sort of thing to happen. Now, I think that I think that traditionally it's been a little bit more at home in genre storytelling, like something like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it's like, okay, so most of this world we understand and relate to, we're on the same page. So we understand the dynamic. I think maybe that's what it comes down to. That's what it gets into is like the unfamiliarity of the world adding in this other twist it it unmoors it for some people even more um people who already have a hang up right so i think it's it's one of those things where i think if you're like like me and i and i hope most of you listening um i hope all of you listening uh, if i'm if i'm hoping for things i they like it it's a part of the story and you're like oh cool cool. This is, this is a story written with multiple perspectives in mind. That's awesome. Let's continue with the story. I, when, when's Willow going to show up? I, I, but I think that if you have those hangups and you like you, you, you have an issue with these subjects that I'm not trying to beat around the bush. I'm just trying not to like get too deep into it. But if you think that gay people are wrong or bad for existing, if you're one of those unfortunate human beings, um, first of all, this is not going to be the podcast for you. I'm just going to let you know right off the bat. This, this ain't that place. I, 
but second, like I, I think that seeing it in a fantasy setting, especially if you're considering it an escape, could sometimes feel like an affront and that's where you get some of the reactions that you get i mean like i think this also happens with the race stuff right i think that when people see john boyega as a stormtrooper and they're like wait a second stormtroopers are all white and you're like first of all clone troopers are all i uh, i like maori <laughs> because they're all tamura morrison uh so they're not white guys <laughs> but also we never see in the original films a stormtrooper take off their helmet. So where are you getting that from, right? But but people got that idea in their head. This I think because all of the Imperials in the original trilogy are basically white guys, that um, the idea of a black stormtrooper was an affront to some people. And so, I don't know. I, it, I, I have been very happy to find that this is not even a topic of conversation on the internet right now. Now, is that because people are just a little bit more chill now than they have been in recent history? I find that hard to believe. Is it because not as many people are watching Willow as other things? And that's probably more likely the case, which I think is, is a little bit of a tragedy, but hopefully it's a little bit of column a and column b that people are more accepting and progressive uh even than in the last five years and uh on top of that you know um i it's just it willow definitely doesn't have the kind of penetration that star wars or the mcu or even like the dc movies or or like just pick any of these other franchises right that that they have so um, I just don't think there's going to be as much opportunity for bad actors to come in and uh, uh, and stir the pot because um, they go they go where they're going to get the most bang for their buck. That's why Star Wars gets targeted so often because I find in reality, and maybe it's just the circles that I've cultivated, but in reality, the majority of Star Wars fans are very progressive, very open-minded, very thoughtful, compassionate, empathetic, caring people. Um, it's one of the reasons why they like Star Wars because that's what those stories are about. But I, because of that, they're able to like target those, uh, those people and, and really rile things up. Right. So anyways, I, the, the, the episode kind of continues and, and uh, eventually, you know, like they're, they're, they're going to try and run away. I mean, like Kit's running away. Um, and, but while she is, the Gales attack, these four Gales attack, which are kind of these monster characters, the Scourge, the Doom, the Lich, and the Dag is what they're called. I, I, and I, we find out that they're there to basically they, they show up and they kidnap Eric and then that sets us on our quest. Uh, now we're going to have to go and we're going to have to rescue Eric, uh, the, our damsel in distress. I love it. It's so fantastic. Uh, Jonathan Kasdan, you genius. You just, you beautiful, beautiful genius. Um, so <laughs> as Kit calls it, the, their fellowship, they sort of put it together. Kit, Jade, I, I, uh, the one of the, the knights, a, a Jorgen case, uh, and then Thraxis Borman, who was, uh, we discover later was, um, uh, Mad Mardigan's uh, uh, squire. 
uh, when he went off on his quest. But he came back, but Mad Mardigan didn't. Um, and I think he's got a little bit of guilt, just a little tiny bit of guilt about it. Um, and then Dove, Eric's girlfriend, uh, ends up joining with them along with Graydon, the prince that is uh, uh, betrothed to Kit. Um, so yeah, now we've got our fellowship and we've got our plan and we, we're going to go rescue Eric and whatever. Um, they got to they got to embark beyond the barrier um, through the the uh, uh, through the gate or whatever it is. Um, like I said, like if you want if you want like the 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 details. Uh, then go listen to What the Force because they'll give you a much better recap than I will. I'm just giving you the feels. Um, and we got we got some great stuff of like them leaving and Dove catching up with them and be like, I'm coming with you. And them kind of being like, oh, whatever, uh, what can you do? It's just I can cook. Uh, but, but eventually they do make it out. Um, although like Dove sort of goes her separate way because she feels like they're going to leave her behind. So she goes her own separate way. They go through the gate. She's got to get through the barrier on her own. Somehow she's able to magically just pass through it. Interesting. And then I, I, they all meet back up, and as they do, they're they're set upon by by bone reavers uh, who kill uh, Case, the 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 knight that was with them. He's an old man. You kind of knew that he was he wasn't gonna make it. He's also not in any of the rest of the trailers, so you're like, well, he's he's not long for this world. Um. They meet back like Dove uh, uh, is sort of like intercepted at this point and and rescued by them and goes with them. They make their way out and uh, and and they make it to the to the Nelwyn uh, village to find Willow because that's they've been told to go find Willow and then Willow will help you get Eric back. And uh, they do. They find Willow and Willow reveals that Dove. Is actually dun 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 Elora Dannon, uh, and that they got to go to the immor- Im- immemorial city beyond the shattered sea, uh, where the withered crone is, in order to get Eric back because that's where he's being held. So that's that's the first episode. Um, and you know it it's a little bit clunky, and we kind of rush through some things. It's I feel like the first episode should have been two episodes. I I could have broken it up a little bit more and let some of this stuff breathe a little bit more and establish some of these relationships better. Um, especially I, I, the relationship with Jade and commander Ballantyne, which is going to come back in this next episode. Um, uh, and, and sort of be a bit of an ongoing thing. Um, but I, I, but I mean like, you know, we, we've got to move at the pace. We've got to move. Right. So the story, the story is now set. Um, in the second episode, we start with the flashback of Willow and what, why Willow and, and Queen Sorsha aren't really seeing eye to eye. And it's because Sorsha wanted to hide Elora, um, and Willow wanted to train her in, in magic. I, I, so Willow, uh, Sorsha says some mean stuff. You'll never be a sorcerer, never be a great sorcerer. And Willow basically kind of flips her off and takes off and like leaves town, um, goes back to the Nelwyn village. And I, I, that's kind of the end of that. Um, I mean, he, he, he tries to convince Alora to go with him, but, uh, at one point, but, uh, it doesn't really work. I, and then we can, we go back to like the main timeline or whatever, like the, like the present timeline. And, uh, 
we're in the Nelwyn village and and uh, uh, Willow's just kind of like not testing. I mean, like he does do he does the finger test at one point with her, but like it doesn't really mean anything. Just like it didn't really mean anything in the movie, but um, we, we get intro we get reintroduced actually to Mims Willow's daughter, who is played by Warwick Davis's real life daughter. Uh, and, uh, uh, Willow is kind of, he's kind of off the path a little bit, I think, because of what happened with Alora and, and Sorsha and Mims kind of steers him back onto that path. Uh, and is like, you gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta, you gotta take them, uh, uh, and save the day. So they set off, um, on their quest to rescue Eric and he's gonna, he's gonna train Dove, uh, Alora as they go and uh, I I yeah when when Sorcerer realizes that Dove has left he she sends Commander Valentine out to to bring her back um, because Sorcerer is convinced that like she's got to stay inside the barrier in order to be safe which is clearly not true because the Gales were in the barrier but whatever um but she doesn't realize that that Valentine had been infected by one of the Gales uh, and uh, is slowly turning. So, uh, so they all sort of the the he sets off with some of the other knights, um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not going to be any good. Um, and then the, and then really like the rest of this one is is just. Willow starting to teach Alora how to harness magic and uh, him completely missing the point. It's, 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 it's quite good. There's, there's a lot of TLJ vibes here, man. There's so many TLJ vibes, but there's a lot of like Willow has as much to learn from her as she does from him. And I don't think he's realized that yet, but, uh, but that is definitely the case. Um, and uh, and so yeah, like he's he's trying to teach her to use magic the way that he uses magic, but magic in this world is all about intuition. Go figure, right? It's all about feeling, uh, like the force. And uh, actually, there's a couple of analogies throughout that that are very much relay into the force. And uh, so it's not quite it's not quite working. It's not quite setting in with with Alora dove who i who's also a little bit of a reluctant hero at this point um but the episode is cut not short it's the full length it's meant to be but the 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 the, this this moment is cut short on a bit of a cliffhanger on this episode with uh with alora being captured by ballantine but she's been practicing this magic to make this little this seed grow into a uh, a sprout and uh and j- she can't do it she can't do it she can't do it but then she gets kidnapped and just as she does the the seeds sprouts um and uh yeah yeah uh it, it doesn't just sprout it actually like turns into like a small bush basically i uh, and i think that's it i think that's it for this one and then we'll come back on the on the next one but so far, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Um, I, 
I mean, like, look, it's it doesn't have the budget of a movie. It doesn't even have the budget of one of the bigger Star Wars shows. It's a little bit more on the scale of, like, a Mandalorian. Which is fine by me. I I, I don't know. Like, we ju- we've just come off Andor, and everybody's all high on Andor. And, and I'm saying, like, oh, this sets the new standard for Star Wars series, and I'm going to be so bummed out when Mandalorian comes back and it's not as good as Andor. And to me, I'm kind of just like... I think that's unfair. I think that's really unfair to everything else. I Yes, we had Andor, Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon all at the same time. Now, I don't watch House of the Dragon cuz I'm not getting into a Game of the Thro- Game of Thrones. But and I didn't watch Rings of Power at the time. Um cuz we also had She-Hulk. I I similarly right and like Willow is like on the same level as like as like a, an MCU show like a She-Hulk like production quality wise like which is not anything to scoff at right I mean like like these shows are phenomenally well produced people <laughs> go watch a CW show guys like go watch a CW show and then come back and tell me that these shows aren't top quality amazing productions um no, no offense to CW shows, but they're just, they're different tiers. They're different levels. And I think that, that this show is fantastic. I think the Mandalorian is fantastic. I think, uh, Book of Boba Fett was fantastic. Uh, all of the MCU stuff has been great. <clears throat> I think Andor is exceptional. It's exceptional. I'm going to say that word one more time. Exceptional. It is the exception to the rule, not the rule. Got it? Not everything can be that good all the time. It's impossible. It's just not the way it works. And that's not me saying lower your expectations, okay? That's me saying recognize how special Andor is and stop trying to take away from that inadvertently. I don't think anybody means to, but I do think from my perspective, my point of view, and you know how that goes, what Obi-Wan says, but my point of view on that, the show is called Force Perspectives, so there you go, uh, is that Andor is the sort of show that you're lucky if it comes along once every five years. That means don't take it for granted. Don't assume that every Star Wars show can be this good. Don't assume that Acolyte's going to be this good. Don't assume that Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be this good, or Ahsoka, or Skeleton Key, or any of these other Star Wars things that we've got coming. And definitely don't compare Willow to it, because that's apples to oranges, guys. We're telling very different types of stories, very different types of goals, very different levels of production and approaches and creatives, and there's room for all of it, and they can all be appreciated for what they are and what they want to do. If Mando just wants to bang action figures together, which I think is reductive, I think like uh, like that 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 opinion I think is reductive. I think it's just become a talking point and people say it and it's true to a certain degree, but I also think that there is a, there is a deeper story going on there. And, and I don't know. I just, we're spoiled. We're a bunch of spoiled brats. That's what it comes down to. 
right now is that we're just a bunch of spoiled brats and we all need to get our heads out of our butts and recognize that we're living in an era as Wong would say of peak television and we just got it's good stuff left right and center and I I yeah I I Willow is right up there for me it's exactly the sort of show that I want is it is it on the same caliber as as Rings of Power no it's not it's not rings of power is like another thing altogether is it exactly what it needs to be in order to tell this story about these characters i think so i think so and i have a little bit more information than 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 your average bear not i'm not trying to brag or like but i'm just saying like what i want to say is like just trust me trust me on where this is going if you've seen these first two episodes and you have a certain opinion so far keep with it keep with it just just give 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 me the benefit of the doubt and and i'll tell you that like the episodes that i've seen i i think that this is building towards something really great um and uh and 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 i'm along for the ride i love it i love it so uh that's it i hope you guys enjoy these episodes these just sort of like snippet reviews that I'm going to do. This one's a little bit longer, but it is two episodes. So that's, that's going to be the thing, but there'll be about a half an hour probably. Um, so yeah, I'll be back later this week with my thoughts on the third episode of Willow. Um, but I, I, that's, that's my thoughts on the, the Gales and the high Aldwin. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for uh, for sticking with us through sort of what have been slightly tumultuous times as we've been switching up the format and stuff. Um, these Willow episodes are just going to be me, um, and then and then when we come back uh, for Mando, uh, it'll it'll probably be me and Joe, and then when I do Obi Wan and Andor, because I'm going to come back, I'm going to circle back and do them. Um, then uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'll do them by myself or I'll I have co-hosts for those. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean like, Hey, you guys tell me, you tell me what you want. Um, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for enjoying the podcast. Tell a friend, I go watch Willow and tell a friend to also watch Willow. Cause I think more people need to be watching it. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we'll see you later this week for the, uh, for the review of the, of the third episode. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Thunderquack Force Perspectives. Our opening theme is composed for us by Christy Carew. Follow Force Perspectives on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ForcePOV. And join us on Discord at thunderquack.com discord. Support the show by visiting us at patreon.com thunderquack to get early access to episodes, leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast service, or buy merch at store.thunderquack.com. Force Perspectives is a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network.